Mindfulness Mode 222. When you stand in your own power with mindfulness and awareness, then you can access your joy and then you can move out into the world from a place of kindness, a place of compassion and happiness. You're listening to today's episode of Mindfulness Mode. I'm your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, I want to ask you a question. Do you ever feel like you're just totally in the flow? You know what I mean? Like you're having an amazing day. You're feeling so relaxed and just just feeling awesome. Well, you can actually have more of these kinds of days and you can learn how to make it happen. A lot of people go to therapy or they hire a coach or they systematically go about making it possible for their lives to be filled with more joy and relaxation. Well, any of these methods can work wonders, but another way is to sign up for the free Relax and Breathe Summit. I'll be speaking along with 20 other experts. Every one of them will give you specific ways to find more joy and have less stress in your life. You might want to hit pause right now and sign up by going to mindfulnessmode.com slash R-A-B-17. That stands for Relax and Breathe 17. The summit starts on June 5th till June 15th. Don't put it off. Sign up at mindfulnessmode.com slash R-A-B-17. This is all put together by a Zen sensei, and she's my guest on today's show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's super relaxing interview, and I'll see you on the summit. Take care. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm really excited today. I've got Pompey Strader Vidal with me, and it's wonderful because I have not had return guests very much to my podcast, and you are a returning guest, and it is my honor to have you here. How are you? How are you today, Pompey? I'm great, Bruce. Thanks for inviting me back, and I'm honored to be a returning guest. (laughs) Yeah, it's my pleasure, and I start to laugh because I remember so many other times we've chatted. I've always felt like I've released tension just talking with you because we always laugh about things, don't we? (laughs) Well, I think that's good. (laughs) I think that, you know, uh... Laughter is important, and remembering to be happy is important, and remembering to smile, especially uh, when the topic is mindfulness. It's important that we don't take ourselves too seriously, and that we smile and enjoy our life. It really is. And I want to just say a few things about you, Pompey, before we get into a, a deeper conversation. And... I, I just have a few things jotted down here. Pompey Strader Vidal is a yoga teacher. She's a psychotherapist, a Zen artist, a coach. Pompey places a high value on mindfulness and meditation, as you're going to find out in this discussion. And she's just, it's so easy to talk with her and you feel so relaxed talking with her. It's easy to tell that she's meditated for years. She's calm, she's present, she's delightful. We're going to find out all of those things. And like I mentioned, she's an artist. She's a Zen artist. Tell us about that and tell us what you get out of being an artist, Pompey. 
Well, these days, being a Zen artist always makes me laugh because you can have a Zen bathroom. You can have <laughs> Zen has become an adjective for simplicity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and someone that uh, I invited to my one of my summits, she said, you really are a Zen artist. <laughs> and I said, yes, I'm trained in Shoto, which is um, <clears throat> the Japanese form of brush calligraphy. And I was trained by my Roshi, my Japanese Zen teacher. Uh, before I actually became a Zen monk, I trained in Shoto. And I had been, I've been an artist my whole life. My father was an artist. And uh, so I picked up a brush at a very, very young age. I love art. For me, art is really something that's very joyful and makes me happy. This, this is one of my photographs here. I use my artwork in all my um, online presence. And I do my inspirational posts every week, which I get a lot of joy out of. And, you know, um, Shoto is about being spontaneous. It's about being in the moment. It's about taking the practice of meditation into an activity, into an art form. And you use your breath, you breathe in, you hold the brush, you breathe out, and you, you draw your um, character, you draw each stroke. Oh, that's so nice. it's that's about letting go in each moment as you're actually creating something. Does that make you, sense? Yeah, and you're using your breath to help you let go of those Yes, things. it's a meditation. Yeah, the Zen arts are all a meditation. So whether it's Kudo, which is the art of the bow, or whether it's Shoto, or whether it's, you know, a flower arranging or the tea ceremonies, it's all about doing something and creating something with the same mind of meditation. So tell us about the tea ceremony. What, what's that about? Well, in Zen, the tea ceremony, you know, um, I did the tea ceremony with my Roshi. I am not trained to do it myself, but uh, it's just about sharing the present moment in a ritualized way. And again, it's the same kind of thing. It's done as a meditation. It's done with a level of awareness and presence. And it's very Japanese. So at any moment, the rules can change and you really don't know why. Are you drinking Japanese tea as you do this, Pompey? Yes, you're drinking matcha, okay. and which okay. is the frothy stuff that's, again, become popular because okay. oh. it's very healthy. <clears throat> it's powdered tea and you just whip it with a, um, you know, with a whisk. And does it have caffeine in it? Matcha does have caffeine. They say that that when you absorb caffeine from tea, it's healthier for you, that it doesn't, uh, it does something differently to your nervous system. I'm not an expert, but I am a tea drinker. I consider myself naturally caffeinated. I don't need huge amounts of caffeine. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I wanted to talk to you about caffeine and mindfulness because I enjoy coffee and I've, I, I haven't always, but in the last couple of years, I kind of got into drinking coffee. And then I noticed I kind of got into drinking a bit more coffee and a bit more. And then it was about a week ago. It was on Sunday night. We had friends over and we, I had a coffee before. And then I had a coffee during dinner. And then I had a coffee after. And then I thought, 
Bruce, this is ridiculous. Like <laughs> you're becoming, you you don't feel like you're really yourself until you've had this coffee, this caffeine pick me up. And I thought, you know, that can't be natural. So I just thought, well, I'm just going to relax on the coffee. So I haven't had any caffeine in a week or so. But I, I wanted to know your thoughts on caffeine and mindfulness. Should that be something that we're pumping ourselves up with on a regular basis? Well, it's, I'm glad that you brought this up. I just did an interview the other day with a friend of mine who's returning to Relax and Breathe. Who's a, she's a nutritionist and a health coach. And she, <laughs> she was, I like to have people like that on uh, Relax and Breathe to discuss exactly what you're talking about, which is the link between nutrition and uh, awareness and uh, health. You know, it's easier to be in the present moment, especially when you're first working with it, when you're in optimal health, when you're feeling good, when you're feeling better, it's easier. It's more challenging when you're not feeling as well. That said, the purpose is not to only feel mindful when you feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But she was talking about caffeine as one of the big addictions that is in our culture now. And how it, the problem with it is that you do get dependent on it and it does, I think she was talking about it depleting your adrenals. I'm not an expert in that, but I do know for myself having a very, I have a very sensitive nervous system. I am a deer. (laughs) I'm the kind of person that if you drop a book behind me, my startle response is very high. And my husband is the opposite of me. So he's like you. He can drink caffeine and then go to sleep in, in a high dose. I can't. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, I like tea because I feel like tea is more even. And tea can give you caffeine without, um, you know, having the intensity of coffee. Mm-hmm. I feel like our culture is, um, you know, moving so fast that people drink a lot of coffee to keep up. Do you think, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just too calm. I just have to pump myself up and get going. I listened to myself. I was editing someone's podcast, actually the one that just went live today. And, you know, it was with Daniel Geffen. And I was listening as I edited and I listened to the pre- pre-interview chat I thought my gosh I sound like I'm on something like I'm, I'm like oh Daniel it's so great to see you how are you you know and I thought oh Bruce just calm down <laughs> you know he sounded truly mindful and I sounded almost hysterical <laughs> and then I calmed down and I thought it must be just the caffeine well I have a really funny story to tell you so I was getting feedback from a friend who is an actress who does videos and she, you know, I was asking her for feedback on my videos and she was hilarious. She said, well, you know, you're really good at calming people down. But in the beginning, especially when you want people to like, you know, engage, you got to be a little bit more, more you got to, you got to pump it up a little bit. She said, you're funny, you're lively. You've got to put that out there. And so that I, it was very funny in it. Well, I agree with that, Pompey, yeah. 
kind of I listened to myself and I thought, oh yeah, I'm putting everybody right <laughs> yeah. to sleep. <laughs> yes, yeah, so well, you're very enough. calm, that's for sure. And uh, I do think that, you know, once once we get talking, you seem to get more energy and we laugh and we talk about different things and it's it's so much fun. But yeah, you're just a very calm person, that's for sure. <laughs> well, and the funny thing about that, like a lot of, you know, I um you know, I do have a very sensitive nervous system, but I have meditated for decades. Right. And so, <laughs> and even when I was growing up, I grew up on the coast of Maine and I grew up by the ocean uh, in Maine and in Florida. And so that was my meditation as a child. No one ever taught me formal meditation but I like to do artwork. I was contemplative and I like to just sit on the rocks and watch the seaweed. You know, I mean, not a lot of kids enjoy watching seaweed, but I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. It doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but <laughs> yeah, for some people. Yeah. I think so. I'll go down to the river right after this interview and I'll just watch some leaves and sticks floating in the water. And it's true. And I'm I'm saying that laughing, but it's really true. It really helps me relax and calm down. But tell Mindful Tribe more about your Relax and Breathe Summit that you're working on, because I know you've done a couple of these in the past and it's always exciting. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is my third annual summit and you're coming back as a speaker. I am, I am. So that's great. Because I love the fact that your audience for this is getting so big and that you're reaching so many people. It's wonderful to watch. It's the magic of technology. And that's what's drawn me into doing the summits. Obviously, I was not, I did not grow up with technology. My children have, but I haven't. (laughs) And they think it's hilarious that I'm doing this. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, for me, it's just a way to reach a lot of people. And like you were talking about with your question about caffeine, on my summit, I really like to have people f- that approach mindfulness, meditation, and what I lump under the category of stress reduction, I like to have all of that available in one, you know, in one arena, which the umbrella is Relax and Breathe Summit. So... I have you, you know, I have podcaster, I have uh, people with diet, I have one person who's, uh, who's uh, um, creating a monastic community, mm-hmm. I have yoga teachers, I have, you know, David G is returning again, and so I have kind of a wide range, and I like to do that, I like to be, be able to expose people to a lot of different ways to use awareness and use mindfulness in their life. Yeah, I do too. I think that's wonderful what you're doing. And, and it's completely free, right? It's completely free. And, you know, it's going to, this will be, it airs in June, um, June 5th through probably the 16th. Because uh, I, I always add a couple extra people at the last minute. So. I think it'll be through the 16th, but yeah, it's, it's an online event and you get to sign up and uh, then you just receive access to interviews in your, in an email, a daily email throughout the summit. And then everyone gives offers a free gift, which uh, you know, is some, usually some kind of 
training, PDF, audio, video that they either have on their website or they have in a separate landing page that you have access to. Right, right. And how do you sign up for the summit, Pompey? Well, you sign up for it by going to relaxandbreathesummit.com. And then when you, um, that's the URL of the summit. So then it will pop up and then it will have a welcome video with me. And then you'll be able to put in your email and your name and, uh, you know, it will subscribe you into the summit and then you'll have access to the free gifts and you'll have access to the series of emails. Once the summit begins, I also have a Facebook group. So I have the relax and breathe group, which you are in. Yes. And you can also sign up. Uh, through the Facebook group. Well, and that's that's wonderful. And all these interviews are video interviews, isn't that right? That's correct. I do video, and uh, they're all pre-recorded. So they, I like to keep them all between twenty and thirty minutes, so that pe- it's, they're easy for people to integrate into their schedule. Sure. And I ask all my guests to talk about what inspires their work and share a little bit of their personal story. And then I ask them to offer a technique, something that they teach. Sometimes they'll actually walk people through a a breathing exercise, and sometimes they'll explain a concept uh, so that the summit is educational. And that's where I just learned the tip about the caffeine. I think she was talking about stress causing foods and stress busting foods and you'll be happy to know that the number one on her list for getting uh, minimizing stress drink a lot of water oh yes i agree with that for sure i i totally do and and the theme of your summit relax and breathe but the theme this year is more joy less stress so i love that we could all do with a little more joy and less stress That's right. Especially now, you know, we have to deal with all this technology, which is wonderful, but it's stressful. And we have to, you know, for those of us with children, as I know you have your family, we have to keep up with our kids. (laughs) It's good. It's good if we can, at least a little bit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I feel like it's a time where there's a lot of shifts happening in the world. And there's a lot for us to deal with. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. And uncertainty always creates uh, fear. People get scared. And people get reactive when they get scared. And you lose your power when you act from a place of reaction. So what I believe is that when you stand in your own power with mindfulness and awareness, then you can access your joy and then you can move out into the world from a place of kindness, a place of compassion and happiness, instead of moving it to the world in a reactive place, a place of anger and fear. There's more power in that. So that's kind of the, the deeper, the deeper purpose I have in my simple little title of More Joy, Less Stress. Well, and what I love is that it's called Simple Techniques 
for more joy and less stress. So it's the techniques we want to learn because what you say just sounds amazing, Pompey, but it's kind of like, okay, but how do we actually do that? How do we actually pull it off? So what are some of the techniques? Can you share anything with us? Sure. You know, this, the reason it's called relax and breathe is because the simplest thing is to relax and take a couple deep breaths. And that's the first thing that disappears. When we're scared, we contract, like we pull in. So just for a second, like if you just, since we're doing video this time, I can play with you. Yeah. So <laughs> just contract your body a little bit so that you tighten your shoulders and tighten your jaw. Okay, and then try to take a deep breath while your jaw and your shoulders are tight. And then it just doesn't happen. That's right. And then you just let it go. Drop your shoulders. Move your jaw around a little bit. And now take a deep breath. Completely different. I just feel completely different. I can actually fill up with air. Right. And I can hear the difference in my voice. My voice drops, right? right? My voice, you know, my voice is moving more. You're a music, you know, you're a music teacher. You yeah. understand yes. the diaphragm is allowed to move, right? Right. Why is it that we hold so much stress in our jaw? Why is that? You know, um, it's amazing to me, and that's one of the things that's been emerging as a theme in the summit and just in people that I run into, like in, because I take dance classes, I have friends that are teachers, and everybody's talking about tension in their jaw. Uh, I, it's because, you know, you tighten up in, right in here, in your jaw. And I think there are a lot of reasons. On a psychological level, what is the mouth? The mouth is about aggression. It's about biting. It's about, you know, um, it's about taking in sustenance. So it's a very survival orientation. We have to eat to survive. So on that level, the tension in the jaw, gripping in the jaw is like a place where you can hold on because you're repressing fear, anger, aggression, it has that level on the emotional level. On a, a level of habit, it's just a chronic place that people hold and store tension is in their jaw. And uh, the, one of the first techniques I learned when I was in my 20s was how to teach people to relax their jaw. Right, right. Yeah, and it's not easy sometimes, yes. Because you can feel that tension in there if you focus on it. You're just like, oh my gosh, I do have a lot of stress or tension in my face. Sometimes I think of that and, and in my jaw. And so how did you actually help people to remove that stress, to lose it? I still help people with that. <laughs> <laughs> and the simplest way is the same technique that we just used, is really to like clench your teeth. Like right now, just clench your teeth and mm -hmm. you know as hard as you can. Clench your teeth, close your mouth for a minute, and really clench your jaw. And now let it go. Then you feel like, oh, what a relief. This huge amount of relief. What happens when you contract 
is that you bring your attention and your awareness to the area. So a lot of times people carry a lot of tension in their jaw and they're not aware of it. Yes. When you contract it, you become more aware of it. The sensation is stronger, so you feel it more. On a physiological level, you know, when you contract it and, let, and release it, there's also certain process that happens that allows, you know, allows more expansion and allows everything to, to release more. Um, it's easier to do it when you're lying down as long as you have your neck supported properly. But that, the neck is another reason that we hold a lot of tension in our jaw is because if you think about your head, right, your head is pretty heavy. The average head, depending on if it's a man or a woman, I like to say the average head is 15 pounds. Women's heads are a little smaller usually. But it's resting on your neck. And so that's like, uh, you know, in spiritual traditions, one of them calls the joint at the back of your skull where it comes into the top of your spine, mm -hmm. the third gate. Have you ever heard that? Yes, I have. Yeah. Heard that. Yeah. So the third gate is the connection with your energy into your head. And it's also, the, it's also a connection where your spine comes into your brain. But it's a place that is easy to get locked up because we have to support our head. And so that's another reason that the jaw is a place that we hold a lot of tension because of the relationship to the back of our head. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. And if you think about it, when you describe it this way, imagine walking around trying to balance a 15-pound bowling ball on top of your shoulders. You know, like that's kind of a silly image, but yeah, 15 pounds—that's that's pretty heavy. Right, and our bodies are incredible. I mean, you know, that was the first thing because I have scoliosis. So when I was young, I was an artist and I got really into ceramics, which was very hard on my back because it's very heavy. Everything is very heavy and you're bent over. So I started having back pain in my early 20s. And that's how I originally got into yoga, breath work, body work. Uh, I got into, um, you know, Aston patterning, a branch of rolfing. I got into all of that because of my own issues which is what we all do my own scoliosis and uh you know the the mechanism in the body to support the head and for us to stand is really amazing when it's working correctly it's incredible yes but it's very easy for it to get out of balance right. and because we're sitting all the time like both of us are now right that's another reason on Relax and Breathe, I like to include yoga teachers <laughs> mm -hmm. and to talk about the connection to the body. And one of my teachers uh, on Relax and Breathe that I've already interviewed, Karen Fabian, she talks about the importance of reversing whatever, whatever position you keep your body in to do your, let's say it's to do your work. Because you're doing, you know, you're in the same position. If you're a bartender, you're standing up. If you're like us, you're sitting in a chair. Right. So if you're sitting in a chair, then you need to get up. You need to move around. If you're standing, you need to lie down and elevate your legs. 
Um, if you're reaching over the computer like this all the time, like so many people are, mm -hmm. then you need to arch back. Right. Uh, so there's, you know, the body is an amazing thing. And I feel like the, the jaw tension is like a red flag telling you that, okay, Bruce, it's time to pay attention to your body, not just all of your technology that you're grappling with. Right, right, exactly, yes. And that does pull me down at times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And so we should do more of that and more yoga. Do you, do you practice yoga yourself personally on a regular basis? I know you're a yoga teacher. Do you practice several times a week? I do, I, I do practice yoga. And my yoga teaching these days, I don't teach, you know, the usual classes at a health club or something like that. I integrate it into my one-on-one -on -work, one -on -one work with people or group work with people, right. just like we're talking now, to help people with their uh, posture and to help people with their tension patterns and to help people unwind that. So that's how I use yoga. I also have, being me, <laughs> being Pompey, I, of course, studied with a yoga teacher who loved the fact that I was already a Zen sensei and we could just talk about the sutras and meditation <laughs> and do yoga meditation. I like to watch two people having a conversation because I get so much more out of it. You know, you see, you see their expressions and their gestures and sometimes they can pause quite a while between the two and I enjoy it when I see it on video but if I hear it on audio I think well there must be something the matter with my device <laughs> you know? right <laughs> yeah so yeah tell me this we were talking before we we went on on record we were talking about how sometimes joy is found in void when there's empty space how does that work how do we find joy where there is empty space that is like one of those very profound questions that people ask Zen masters and they answer with these mysterious things like the sound of one hand clapping, which is a koan. And all koans are designed to point back to Buddha nature. Or in, uh, and in, in Zen, Buddha nature is about emptiness. It's about samadhi. It's about the state of being, which is um, pure awareness. So in pure awareness, there's no attachment. And usually it's not that we have to create joy. It's that we are joy. Joy is a quality of awareness that we embody as uh, humans. And we, you know... Um, we block our joy, and that's kind of what gets us in trouble. So mindfulness and awareness practice allows us to let go of our attachments. And that's the pathway to joy. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And we were also talking about how sometimes people perceive that mindfulness is so serious and that we just have to get serious and not be joking around about this thing. What are your comments on that? 
Right. And it doesn't help that the Japanese have a tradition of hitting people. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. When they're not when they're not really in a deep state, right, of meditation or whatever. And what that's from is from, you know, the old monks having a bunch of young guys and are meditating, they fall asleep, boom. <laughs> the fact is that we're just like little tiny specks, right, in a vast universe. Taking ourselves too seriously is when we just are attached to our ego in psychology. We just take ourselves to be more than we are. So I think that seriousness comes from attachment. You know, there are a lot of psychological levels to it, but you can simplify it, which I like to do, down into attachment. If you're attached to your practice, if you're attached to being mindful, and then you approach it in a very serious way because you want it to be perfect. And your idea is that if you have the perfect mindfulness practice, then you'll experience joy. <laughs> but that's backwards, you know, that's backwards thinking. Um, if you have, if you're striving to have the perfect mindfulness practice, you're going to stand in your own way. And, uh, you know, that's kind of one of the things that happens. You know, if you look at someone like the Dalai Lama, I like to use him as an example because he's very happy and he giggles a lot. And he spends most of his time meditating. His whole life, that's what he's been doing. So he's also been grappling with, you know, he left his country, he's a refugee. You know, he has the Chinese... <laughs> trying to take him out right. and he's happy someone asked him how he could be so happy when all his people were suffering once i remember yeah. and he said well if i'm if i'm not happy if i'm depressed i can't help them so i think that i'm giving you a very complicated answer but it's the simplest way to look at it is that you have to let go of your attachment you have to, if you're building a mindfulness practice, you have to let go of the fact of some kind of idea that you have in your mind about mindfulness and just practice, just focus on your breath. That's why all the Zen teachers tell you to sit on your cushion and just breathe. That's why I use relax and breathe because that's the way that you come back. You don't come back by trying to achieve perfection with mindfulness. You come back by doing the best that you can and letting go. Right. Well, thanks for those gems. That is, that is really wonderful insight, Pompey. And you know, what else I want to thank you for is all of your posts on social media. Every time I see you post something, I'm like, oh, it, it's just amazing how you're able to cause me to have an emotion. I look at that that photograph or a couple of words that you've placed on it, just a few words. You don't go on with all kinds of things. And it's just, it's very calming. And can anybody connect with you on social media? Yes, they can. You know, I have the Relax and Breathe Facebook group. And then I have a page where they can connect, a, face, a fan page. Uh, Pompey Strader Vidal. They can also find me on Instagram. And I actually have a fledgling presence on Twitter. Okay. And 
it's all Pompey Strader Vidal, and I do post my inspirational posts there. And because I like to share them, and I like to spread the message of simplicity and awareness out into the world. So I think it's fun. Oh, that's great. Well, I really appreciate that. And, you know, Mindful Tribe, this is a wonderful summit. I know it has been for the last two years, and I know it will be again where you have this opportunity to see and hear so many great interviews with Pompey interviewing other wonderful people. So, you know, check it out. It's relaxandbreathesummit.com. And then you can be part of the Facebook group and just really become more mindful and just in a, in a very relaxed way. And if you can laugh and you can just have a lot of joy, right, Pompey? That's, that's right. And as David G. likes to say, remember to put the E at the end of breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's relax and breathe with an E. So it's relaxandbreathesummit.com. And yes, we'll have lots of wonderful speakers and we'll laugh and we'll have a good time because mindfulness does not have to be a drag. <laughs> no, not at all. That's not the intention. <laughs> no, it's something to uplift us. Right, it's exactly. Inspiration. Yes. People need, we need inspiration, especially in social media and especially online these days. Yeah. And so that's my purpose. I totally agree. Well, it's been great chatting with you, Pompey. Wonderful to, to see you again and hear you again and talk with you. And best of luck with your summit. Thank you. And thank you for agreeing to be a guest. And my pleasure. So if you want to see and hear the other side of Bruce, listen in to his interview on Relax and Breathe Summit. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Have a great rest of your day, Pompey. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode. <laughs>